one thing that the Holy Spirit whispered to me to touch on tonight is what we call the spiritual frequency. You see, there's a frequency for everything. There's a frequency for everything on earth. And when we talk about frequency, every single thing has a frequency it vibrates on. So when you want to tune into a particular station or a particular, um, how do I put it? A particular radio station, there is a frequency that you what you tune into and if you want to hear whatever that um is being broadcasted you need to tune into that frequency so when we talk about the acts of the spirit the holy spirit has a frequency it relates to god has a frequency you praise on so yes God is omnipresent. God is omnipotent. God is everywhere. But the manifestation of God is based on the frequency that which you are able to tap into. You go to a place that has been consecrated for, I mean witchcraft, consecrated for fetishism, a place consecrated for, I mean, all kinds of things. And it is because they are able to create the exact frequency, the exact frequency that God or the spirit they are dealing with operates on. So when we are taking fetish priests or I mean, those who have altars that consult gods, they have many gods, they create the atmosphere so what they do is they make sure that whatever that that spirit that they are consulting needs they mimic that same atmosphere for that spirit to come there so a how they house that spirit okay so that is why um witches or occults or i mean i mean soothsayers or diviners they create the atmosphere that has the right frequency for that spirit to operate in or to move in. In the same way, Christians, we are supposed to operate in a frequency to move in the dimension that God wants us to move in. And that is the dimension of the spirit. And it takes the Holy Spirit to take us there. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit searches the, the deep things of God. Okay? The Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God. Now, if the Holy Spirit searches the deep things of God, we have people who are failing to dive into the deep things. There are people who are failing to dive into the deep things, to press beyond the capabilities that God has already given to them. Apostle Paul says something. He says, seek the things above. Above the natural. Above the, the natural realm. The carnal realm. Seek the things above. He said, in heavenly places where Christ is, that is where you and I, we are seated. So the moment you become a Christian, 
The moment you become a Christian, your status changes. Your status changes from being a normal carnal person or being somebody under the God of this world into a child of the kingdom. Now, let's take for example the war that is going on in Russia and um, Ukraine. Both parties have a frequency they communicate on. So if the president of Russia wants to relay battle strategies to his generals or his commanders, they have a frequency that they are tuning into to communicate so that the, the opposite or their enemy, that is Ukraine, will not be able to what, pick up whatever they are doing. Likewise, the Ukraine president also, when he's releasing strategic commands to his, his soldiers, there's a frequency where they release it to, so that the opposite or the enemy will not be able to what, have advanced knowledge and counterattack. You see, so it is encrypted. The same way God speaking to us is encrypted. So the scripture says that now is the time where those who are called of God should worship God in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. He said in spirit and in what? And in truth. In spirit and in what? In truth. So if it's in spirit and in truth, why is it that a lot of people are praying? They are not receiving answers. A lot of people are seeking, but they are not seeing the what? The results. It is because there's a particular frequency for everything. Yes, God has blessed us with all spiritual things, but they are in heavenly places. You cannot be carnal to receive certain things. So when you read the Bible, the Bible says that, and Jesus said, I have not found this kind of faith. There's something that has your name on. There's a name tag on whatever you are looking for. But can you ascend to that frequency that God has placed that thing in? Can you ascend to that point? He said, those who wait upon the Lord Almighty, like how we are doing within these five days. He said, if you wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They shall mount up. You see, when an eagle mounts up, it goes to a higher altitude, a higher frequency. You will mount up to pick up. So if you've been in tune in the spirit, praying, walking in the realm of the spirit, you realize that there's a point you pray after crossing a particular threshold or frequency, you begin to hear the voice of God. God starts speaking to you. You become very sensitive. And that is a frequency. And I want us to open our Bibles to John chapter 10, verse 27. This is the scripture that the Lord gave to me as I was meditating throughout the day. John chapter 10, verse 27. And that is where we are going to pick up tonight's meeting from. 
John chapter 10, verse 27. The book of John chapter 10, verse 27. I'm talking about spiritual frequencies. This message came to me today in the morning. I was praying, in fact, it was, I had already prepared what I was going to speak tonight. But the Holy Spirit said, no, I want you to turn it. They need to come to alignment with what is eminent, what they need to know. God bless you. He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. They hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. They know my voice. God is speaking. Sir, once has God spoken twice of high head that all power belongs to God. God is always speaking. The Spirit of God is always speaking. Every decision you are taking, God is always giving you direction. That problem that you are facing, God is speaking. But can you come to that place? Can you tune to that frequency? I believe there's something about, I mean, frequencies. I mean, there's certain vibrations that we all need to vibrate on. When I was back in high school, we taught that we were taught about atoms and electrons. You see, and the simple science there's electrons are always at a what resting stage. And anytime an external force comes in contact with the electrons, they move from that low state to that high state. Okay? And as they get charged up, they begin to what radiate the energy. So sometimes it comes out as heat. Sometimes it comes out as light. So a perfect analogy will be you having, I mean, a pot of water. Okay? You have water in the, the pot or the utensil when you put it on fire it is very what cold but the moment you apply fire to it the moment you apply fire to it the molecules they begin to what engage the heat the fire and all of a sudden you realize that from the bottom part to the top the temperature changes and it starts to boil it starts to boil so this is how our life as christians are is you see when we pray it's like the fire being applied and the more we tune into the spirit in prayer through the word we come to a point where we become filled and overflowed by the spirit of god where we come to the same frequency that the Spirit of God is operating. And that is the frequency where we begin to have that vivid direction. And scripture says that I will be the voice behind you, speaking to you to go left, to go right. Until we have that desire within us to rise up beyond where we are. There are certain places that God has purposed for the church we can never get to. 
The Bible says that Jesus prayed in day and night. He rose up early in the morning. Sometimes he, he, he left the company of people and he entered into prayer. And he will say this, I will not do anything without seeing the Father do. So it means that he will wait. Isaiah says, those who wait upon the Lord. He will wait. When you are trying to tune into, I mean, a particular frequency, and there's a bit of, I mean, interference, you take your time. You are so patient that you hold your, your radio set. I don't know whether we still have radio sets now. But back in the days, you, you tune it. Especially when you have a satellite and you are trying to, I mean, position it to get a signal. Somebody will be holding a signal and you will be inside and you will be turning it. And you realize that the, the, the closer you get to the, the signal or the frequency, it becomes sharper. And, and you, go, you, you go slowly. It takes time. So in our work with God, we need time. Are you investing that time? And that is the problem in this time. The age that we are in. We are in the last days, in the last seconds. And in the last seconds, the enemy, the God of this world is making things harder. Things are going to be harder. But it takes those who can hear and tap into the frequency of God in the spirit to be able to survive. So Daniel says that those who know their God, they will be strong. It doesn't matter what hits you, you will be strong. You will know that God is with you and you will hear the voice. So it will take time. It will take time. Now there are three things that today I was, as I was meditating, I was praying, the Holy Spirit gave to me. He said this, that for us to be able to come into that place where we are in the same frequency as God is and to pick accurately the things of God, one, you don't need to be distracted. A lot of people are being distracted. Probably you are praying for an open door. Say you are praying for, I mean, a traveling door to be open for you. As you are praying, don't be distracted. Be focused. Be focused. So the Bible says in 2 Kings, I want us to look at something in 2 Kings. Because of time, probably we might not read everything. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1. 2 Kings chapter 2, verses 1. We will still come back to John chapter 10, verse 27. I'm still talking about the spiritual frequency. Spiritual frequency. Kadiko Faradaiga. 2 Kings chapter 2 verses 1 um, probably the entire chapter but let me give a background I mean summary this is the point where a senior prophet a man who had worked with God demonstrated the power of God in an exceptional way Elijah in fact when Jesus was going to fulfill his ministry Elijah was one of the prophets that appeared when Jesus, I mean, went to the Mount of Transfiguration, Elijah and Moses. So the Bible says that, and it came to pass 
when the Lord was about to take up Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah the prophet went with Elisha from Gilgal. Look at this. This is a senior prophet who knows the ways of God, who knows how to move in the promptings of God. The prophet who was able to stand against I mean, the prophet of Baal and execute them, call literal fire down. The Bible says that his time came to pass, that God was calling him. In the times that we are in, the mantles are shifting from the fathers and they are moving on to the new generation, the next generation. And it only takes those who are spiritually inclined to pick the frequency to be at the right place at the right time to get the, the mantles. There are certain prayers you are praying, the answers are in the hands of certain men, certain women. God has given solutions to certain people, but it takes your spiritual sensitivity to know who and when to connect to and to meet at that particular time. So the Bible says that when you proceed down, the Bible says in the verse 2, let's go to the verse 2. The verse 2. Kadiko Sadabadai. Are we all there? Are we all there? If you are there, just type, I am there. We will enter into prayer soon. I just want to, I mean, touch on certain things and we will fly. We will fly right now and the Holy Spirit will take over. The verse 2. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 2 verses 1. It says, And it came to pass when the Lord was what about to take Elijah into heaven by the whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Verse 2. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, please. For the Lord has sent me on Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Verse 3. Now the sons of the prophet who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that your Lord will take away your master? from over you today and look at the reply in verse 3 and elisha said yes i know keep silent the prophet told elisha wait here and i and i will what will go to the other side that is better but elisha says something no I was called to serve you. I was called to you. I will not lose focus. I know what my ministry is as a child of God. As a child of God, what has God called you into? We all have an assignment. In your fellowship with God, are you consistent? Are you focused? Or are you focused on what you are getting? Jesus said, choose whom you will serve. 
whether God or Mammon. And in our time, the God of Mammon is leading a lot of people, pushing us to put the things that we would have gotten if we had placed the kingdom of God first. To seek ye the kingdom of God first and everything shall be added. We are rather seeking the things that will be added than the kingdom and its righteousness. So we are compromising. And that is why we can't pick the right frequency. It has to do with the heart. So the Bible says that in the verse 3, the sons of the prophet came. They could pick the frequency. They said, do you know the Lord is going to take your master? He said, I know. Keep quiet. Be silent. Most of the times we give attention to the noise around. I posted something yesterday. I said, don't focus on the noise of your past. Whatever you have gone through in the past, anyone who disappointed you, the, 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 the trauma you went through in the past, the guy that disappointed you, the lady that disappointed you, the exams that you wrote that you failed, that sickness that you were diagnosed a day ago, a year ago, a second ago, don't let that noise or that report take over your mind. Don't let it take over your mind. Hallelujah. Don't let it take over your mind. Amen. And Elisha went forward. And when he went forward, when you read through for two consecutive times from Jericho to Jordan, the prophet came and they told him, do you know your master? Your master, your master, your master, your master, your master is going to be taken. They say, be silent. So the first key to coming to the point of spiritual frequency is not to be what? Distracted. Keep your focus. He said, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. You need to dive into the word. What is leading you? He said, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my pathway. We shouldn't be distracted. Yes, there will be a report. Yes, you will feel that pain. But don't shift. Don't be distracted. The Bible says, and Peter when Peter saw Jesus walking on water, Master, I want to come to you. Say, yes, you can come. Whatever that you are praying for, whatever that you want to do, God has already given you that ability. But that ability comes when you are not distracted, when you are focused. So the Bible says that Peter took the step of faith and went towards Jesus. As long as he was looking to Jesus, he wasn't what, drowning. But the moment, the moment he was distracted by the storms, by how the water was moving up and down, some of us, as we are praying, the attacks keep increasing. Don't look at the attacks. Don't look at the persecution. Keep on focusing on Jesus. Keep on focusing on the word. Probably maybe you say, I am living a righteous life. And as I see, if, I mean, all my mates are I mean, going past me. I am doing all that the word of God is saying. You see, the vision is yet for an appointed time. God has given you a vision. Hold on to it. Keep that focus. Don't compromise. Don't 
get yourself distracted because the moment you lift your eyes from Jesus, you will sink. He said, I will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. So God is preparing something for you. He wants you to focus on what he's doing. Don't look at what is happening. So Stephen was being persecuted. He was being stoned to death. He said, I see the master and he has stood in, he is up. And he did not care about what was happening in the now. So for you to come to that place of, I mean, manifestation, don't be distracted. If there's a project you are doing, don't be distracted. Whatever the government, the economists are saying, don't be distracted. If you want to build, don't be distracted. If you want to study and pass the exams, don't be distracted. You came in for that degree. Don't be distracted by friends, by parties and certain things. Be focused. You have a ministry, don't be distracted. Whatever God has called you to do, stick to it, do it. He is the one that will bring the increase. And the next thing that he said to me, he said, keep your eye on the destination. Elijah from first verse to the last verse knew that he wanted to get to the destination that his master, the prophet, was going through. So he said, Master, yes, you told me to stay here, but I know where I want to get to. I want to be where you are. Our destination wouldn't be on earth. You know what? The earth will come to an end. The trumpet will sound. And we all stand before the great throne. But the question is, will you be there? So a lot of people are living life as if there will be no tomorrow where we stand before the king of kings. We are living life today. We are on fire tomorrow. We are sinning. We are compromising. Forgetting that there will be a time when the books will be open. Forgetting that the master, the creator of the universe will come back and ask you, I gave you a talent. You could have won a soul for me. You could have, I mean, sponsored that crusade, sponsored, helped that ministry. I mean, you could have gotten that, I mean, PA system for that man of God. You could have helped that child who needed food. But instead of you using that resources you were messing up with it some people will say once saved forever saved when that day comes it wouldn't be that everyone will stand the trial and you cannot lie i mean standing before truth you cannot lie because he's purifying fire he will purify you he will go deep he said the spirit of god searches the deep things of god how much more standing before god you can't lie in him is light. So every darkness he will what? Locate. So we have a destination. We are going through the world. We are not of this world. So just know that every storm that you are going through, persecution, every pain you are going through is just for a moment. It will pass. So you should look at the crown. Don't look at the persecution. Yes, your business is failing. Yes, I mean, that marriage seems to be failing. Yes, you've been, I mean, diagnosed of certain diseases. Yes, you are losing your job. Yes, you are studying and you are failing. 
Don't let that define you. Look at the destination. Your destination is what God says. He says that the plans I have for you, they are not plans of evil, but of good and for a perfect future and an expected end. That is your destiny. That is your destination. He said, I called you. That is what God said to Jeremiah. Whilst you were in your mother's womb, before you came, I knew you and I made you a prophet. For us, some of us, we have been called for something great. You have received a prophecy. You know the end. It's the Alpha and Omega. And as children of God, we are spirit beings. And if God knows the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end, we also have to walk in and that path. So know the destination. Elijah knew the destination he wanted to go. That I want to come to a place where I walk in the footsteps of my father. And the last thing the Holy Spirit gave me said, don't give up. More than three times, prophet Elijah told Elisha, stay here. This is a man of God. This is somebody who could call fire. I mean, Elijah, Elijah had seen all. It means he could have, I mean, said, yes. I mean, if the prophet says, stay here, I'll stay here. They are point in your life. You just don't need to give up. That marriage that is breaking, that job that is being claimed, that sickness that is trying to take your joy, don't give up and say that is all. The woman with the issue of the blood, the Bible says that she had went about all the doctors with all her money, but she did not give up. Tonight, I don't know what you are going through, but if you will not give up, and you will tell that devil, that demon, that witch, that I am not giving up. If Jesus did not give up on me, I will not give up. Because you have the spirit of God in you. The Bible says the same spirit that rose Christ dwells in you. So if Christ did not give up, but took that cup and drank that cup of affliction, of pain, and at the end, it was given to him a name that is above every other name. And that name, at the mention of that name, every knee will bow. It means you are created to overcome, not to give up. So don't give up. So the Bible says in the verse, um, I think verse 8 downwards, I'm trying to figure out the place. The Bible says that, And Elisha was with Elijah after they crossed Jordan. And then, after that time, from the place that they set out their journey to the place they have crossed over, I believe it might have taken more than a month. Who knows? The Bible didn't record it. It took time. So it says in verse 9, And it was so when they had crossed that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask! What may I do for you before I am taken away? Before Elisha wasn't telling Elijah wasn't telling Elisha what to do. Or wasn't telling him that I was about to be taken away. It was rather the prophets who were telling. It means that Elijah realized that Elisha had grown and mounted up wings to the frequency where he can now entrust him with 
what lies ahead? And he asked me a question. Most of us, there's a lot of questions coming to you, but can you ask the right question? Solomon was asked a question and he gave a wonderful, I mean, answer and gave another, I mean, a wonderful question. Can you ask the right thing? Even in a sleep, are you in the right frequency? Have you built your faith up? Have you had worked with the Holy Spirit? Have you engaged the Holy Spirit to a point where the Holy Spirit will entrust you with deep things? And he says, Please, let a double portion of your spirit, see, he didn't say his mantle, of your spirit be upon me. Because he knew Elijah was walking in a frequency with God. That is why I believe Jesus, when Jesus was about to die, God had to bring Elijah and Moses. These are the two prophets who had done great things. The law and the prophets. Moses standing for the, the law and Elijah standing for the prophet. That is why John the Baptist, when he came, they said he came with the spirit of Elijah. And this, Jesus attests to it. There's something. The Bible says, and God took the spirit upon Moses and he placed it upon 70 men. So he realized that there's a frequency that this guy is operating on. I need to come to that frequency and understand what God wants to do. I cannot move, I cannot deal with the altar I am dealing with, with my, my level of understanding of the word. I need to grow. I need to gain spiritual authority. This man carries authority that can break certain altars. And I need to come to his understanding. He said, I need a double spirit. I need to do more than you did. And ever then, the Bible makes it very clear that the prophet said, this is very hard. I can't bring you to the place that I am, the spirit where you are seeking to go. I myself, haven't been there. I have a spirit, a measure, but you are trying to go beyond. I haven't been there, but if you see me go, if you, but if you, in verse 11, verse, verse 10, he says, so he said, you have asked a hard thing, nevertheless, if you see me, when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you. If you see, the responsibility comes to him, not Elijah. So there are a lot of things that God has released. Christ died, he has given to us. It is your responsibility to grow up in a spirit, to lay hold of it. To let your spirit go ahead and say, now I take my divine health. I cease to live in fear. That depression ends now. Until you become restless. Like what Isaac told Esau. He said, until you become restless and break the yoke from your neck. You will serve your word, your brother. So I want us to come to a place where whatever we are going through, we will not be distracted by the storms, by the, the, the gimmicks that the devil is throwing away. He says the fury darts. The devil will be throwing fury darts. You are trying to build something here and the darts will be coming from your left. That is why you need faith and faith comes through the word. How long are you spending in the word? I posted something some time back, I think last year, that if you were to go to heaven and the angel asks you to 
quote 12 scriptures. I, I, I even said 20 scriptures. How many of us will enter if that was the requirement? Yes, you can quote it. But how many scriptures have you been engrafted with? Have you become one? If we want to experience a major move to deal with certain prolonged issues, some of us, the issues we are dealing with, one hour doesn't cut it. Some of us, one verse doesn't cut it. You need to have an entire study. Some of us, we've been through emotional trauma. We need to dive deeper into the word, line upon line, precept upon precept. Grasp the entire will for you in the direction of what? Your emotions, how to comport it. Once you have that understanding, once you have the understanding of prosperity, now you have the authority in the spirit to speak to that spirit that devours your finances and that spirit will leave. It says the devil is roaring like a lion. He's not a lion. The Bible says that the earth the Lord has given to men. That is to say, this place is for us. And Christ has given us authority, not power, to tread upon all the powers of the devil. It takes those who are born of the spirit, as Jesus said to Nicodemus. So I believe that for us to move in the frequency that the Holy Spirit has given to us, one, you don't need to be distracted. Two, you need to what? Keep your eye on the destination. The vision is for appointed time. Keep your eye there. The prophetic word you have received, keep your eye there and work towards it. When you go to the university or the, I mean, to school, you go there with the purpose of what? Graduating. So that is the destination. You don't go to, I mean, first year university, first semester, and you, you want to quit. Whilst you want to be what? Giving a certificate, it doesn't happen. So let the certificate be what drives you. The Bible says, and the word tried Joseph. It tried him. He knew he was going to become a prime minister, but from the time that he was his father's house to the point that he became a what? A prime minister, he had to resonate or resound in the frequency of a prime minister. So God brought him from his father's house. Why? He was so dependent on his father. He was, I, I believe he wasn't, I mean, matured enough. God had to take him away from the comfort of his word, family, the distraction. And when he was in the house of Potiphar, I believe he was seeking the face of God. You know, sometimes in the midst of certain company, you might miss the voice of God. So I'm not surprised that Jesus at a 12 disconnected from his father and his mother. He said, don't you care that I need to be doing my father's will? Probably maybe he was being distracted then, but he saw the need to be what disconnected. When he grew, it was part of his life. Jesus on earth, God on earth. After preaching a mega sermon, healings, all kinds of things happening. The Bible says, and Jesus would separate himself from the multitude to a solitude place to go and pray, to build up 
to a place where his frequency is with the Father. The Bible says, throughout all the night. Even at the point of his betrayal, the Bible says that he left off from where the disciples were and he went to a place. You need to learn how to be alone. You need to learn how to be still. Most of us, we have a lot of friends. Every single thing, every single news we are here, every party we are here. And God is speaking to you, you are not picking it up. Spiritually, there's, there's chaos around you. You, be, you have been praying over and over, God is speaking to you, but you can't hear. But God is so merciful that He speaks to us whilst the body and the soul is relaxed. And He speaks to our spirit. And in dreams, we get to pick things up. But some of us, when we wake up, it's as if um, the God of this world is standing next to you. The first thing you pick is your phone. Go on WhatsApp, check things, your email. Instead of asking the Holy Spirit, Father Lord, I thank you. Holy Spirit, good morning. I mean, we are just putting the things of the world. The creator who is supposed to give you the key, we make him the last priority. So don't be distracted. Keep your eye on the destination. And lastly, don't give up. Yes, if you prayed and it's not changing, add more prayer what one prayer cannot do more prayer will put there's this quote one of the ex-presidents of america said and i really love it today i was sharing it with someone and i said something that I, i'm paraphrasing it says for you to cut a tree i'd rather what sharpen and make my axe sharp for seven hours spend seven hours doing that and take one hour to chop off the tree than to take seven hours chopping the tree with a blunt edge how sensitive are you in the spirit so i end us on that note that it is how sensitive you are and how connected you are to the frequency of god it wouldn't take one hour of prayer to move mountain. The effective prayers that we've ever seen on earth are very short prayers. If you look at the Bible, Jesus raising the dead, calling for Lazarus, Jairus' daughter, breaking the limit upon the bread, they were short prayers. The reason why it was effective because he was in the frequency of God. So don't read that scripture and think you go and do it and it will happen. No. Build and get to that frequency. Come to the same frequency as God. And it will take time. So you need to return back to your first love. Some of you, you are ministers. You used to pray, you used to be, I mean, effective at church. But now you are not. You don't need a pastor to beg you. Elisha did not, I mean, wait, he followed Elijah. God has deposited certain things in men of God, in vessels, to be a channel, to be your blessing. So the man of God, the woman of God, God has placed in your life. Stay focused, support them. Pray for them. And God would eventually honor you. 
in the name of Jesus. Amen.